0: Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow. What a wonderful testimony. Kelly, who's in our church you know, there she is, a bank teller being robbed, and she begins to pray, and the power of the Spirit releasing that Holy Spirit language, and boy, the clip pops out. Isn't that a great testimony? Man, when you see Kelly just, wow, fantastic. It's a perfect, perfect segue into this uh, part two of our series calling, we call it A New Way to Pray. Today, I'm calling this Being Prayer Aware. You'll see why in just a minute, Call me in prayer aware. Okay, so look, I'm going to have to really go fast here, uh, get the note, get notes, get these scriptures down. So much of what I'm getting ready to share with you today, I share with mission teams. And I've really asked the Lord, Lord, can we share this in the church? And, and so it's very deep, some of it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Let's jump right in. Quick review from last week. Uh, another word for prayer is the word intercession. But what is intercession? You can see it comes from the Latin word enter, to go Sedre meaning between. It means to go between. So this is exactly what this, script, this uh, particular concept means. It means to go between. So if we look at what we're talking about, going between, uh, I showed this last week. There's a beautiful picture of a high country. It's wonderful. And if we know what the scripture says, the scripture we read last week is, is Jesus was saying, you know, this is how you should pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you're to pray this, your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. So when we look at this, and from what Jesus is meaning there, in heaven, there are things up there that God wants down here. And the way we do that, I love how this is, is through intercession. It's standing in the gap and calling out what's up there to come down here. Okay, so... Again, this is why it's so essential to be called to be prayer aware. Now, this next this next little phrase, I just love it. You will reflect whatever world you are more aware of. So if you're more aware of this world, talking about the earthly realm, you're going to reflect this realm. But if you're more aware of a heavenly reality, just being aware of it, what I find is that you will reflect. It'll change how you live. It'll change how you pray. It'll change how you think. Because Jesus lived under an awareness of a world that had no limitations and only had possibilities, right? So we talked a lot about last week about, you know, revival and what revival is and you know, revival, I, I, I think this is an incredible thing. Revival is, it's not, a, it's not an event, it's a movement. So if we're gonna have that movement, we have to be prayer aware. I'm gonna give you three steps, okay? Three ways to become prayer aware. We're gonna jump right in it. Number one, awareness of an open heaven. Again, living aware, just knowing it. Okay, so, uh, you know, Jesus said this whole thing about the open heaven Another way we could call it is an open door or an open gate. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. That word door is the word thura in the Greek, and it means a gate. It means a door. It means opportunity, but here's a great definition. It means a portal by which a new dimension can be reached. Ooh, that's my favorite right there. So Jesus is the door, the door that for, for us, he is the door to heaven. And so we're talking about heaven's here, earth is here. What's the doorway? Well, Jesus says, it's me. He says, I am the door. So Jesus is your door for your family. Jesus is the door for your finances. Jesus is the door for... Jesus is the door by which blessing comes into your life. Now, here's something about this door. Later on in Revelation, last book of the Bible, Jesus says this in Revelation 3, 8... I have put before you... Come on, say it with me. What kind of door? Open door. Let's try that again. One, two, three. Open door. Okay, an open door that no one can shut. No institution can shut it. No circumstance can shut it. No sin can shut it. No government can shut it. It's an open door. But here's something fascinating about this open door. At this open door... Jesus, later on in this passage, says, I stand at the door and I knock. What does that say to me? And if you keep reading that scripture, it says, he who hears and hears me, I will come in and dine with him. So what it means is, yes, it's an open door, but as Jesus is knocking, something we can do to open it further. Okay, it's like a, a door that's kind of ajar. You know, it's, it's, it's like open this much, and he's knocking. And here's why this is important, because, you know, you kind of approach an open door different than you would approach a closed door. When you approach a closed door, you're like, okay, I wonder if anybody's home. I wonder, you know, are they there? Maybe we should ring the doorbell, knock on the door. But when it's an open door, you kind of like, hey, anybody here? Anybody home? Anybody, anybody here? That's the connotation we need to get. Okay, so Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Now, here's something super, super important as we get into this concept. In the Bible there's two types of gates or doors. And these scriptures are going to let us know about them. Here they come. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And will not overcome it. And then in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we see an Old Testament example of a door or a gateway. And this is Jacob. He says, how awesome is this place. It's none other than the House of God, it's the gate of heaven. Now, it's it's incredibly fascinating because what what Jacob saw here in Genesis 28, he said he saw angels, remember this, you got to remember this, descending and ascending in this particular location, a door to heaven, okay? Now, it's interesting to me that this is the first mention of the house of God, but there's no building. People go, well, the church is not a building, it's people. There's only one person. Okay, what this is becoming then, is becoming a reflection of what we will be because all houses in the scripture, homes, houses, tabernacles, symbolize something else. So in the Old Testament, get this now, in the Old Testament, the house was a gate or a door. Okay, that's what it was. And it was a geographical place. But in the New Testament, The house is us, and we are the door. That's really big time. Now, why is this important? Uh, Because of this. I, I put it graphically so you'll see this. It says, the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Okay, so there's, there's evidently gates, there's, there's curses, there's demonic assignments, there's plans from the enemy that he wants to bring to bear against the city. But as long as the church, as God's people are there praying, it can have a transformational effect that we'll take a look at. But not only are there gates of hell, is what I want you to really see. In Genesis, we saw there was actually a gate of heaven. And this is what Jesus is saying, that when we pray, we can tap into heaven and release some heaven on earth. And that's pretty cool because the sick get healed, lame walk, people get blessed. And I'm telling you, that's God's heart. Didn't y'all feel that when we were singing today? Man, I was just like, oh, Lord. It's just You just felt something was wanting to come into this room, like a tidal wave. That'd be awesome, by the way. Um, so, all right, so let's take it a little bit deeper. We're gonna go a little bit deeper now. So Jesus then became a prophetic model or prototype for us. In John 1, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heaven open, and you will see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, on him. That's exactly what Jacob saw in Genesis a gateway. But it's amazing. In Luke 3, 21, Jesus, when he was baptized in water, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him. What's the whole point? The whole point is through the Holy Spirit, as we give our heart to Christ, guess what happens? This is so exciting. This is so exciting. <laughs> what happens is Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, lives in us, and that door is in There's a door in you. There's a, there's a portal to another dimension. And what the Lord wants to do is take what's up there and let it flow through you. And how do we do that? Prayer. But we gotta be prayer aware. We've got to know this is going on. Okay, so if y'all got that, nod at me. Okay, everybody, nod at me. We're gonna go to number two. If you, Okay, cool. Oh, let's move right on. Number two We have to have an awareness, an awareness, and this is gonna get really fun, we're gonna get an awareness of the prayer assignment. Not only do we have to be aware of there's an open heaven, a door in us, be aware that you have a prayer assignment. We really do. Scripture says, I wanna make this, Jesus always lives to make intercession for us, 24-7. But the same scripture says the devil makes accusation against God's people day and night. You will either be an instrument with Jesus in intercession or you'll be cooperating with the devil in accusation. Now, the devil is not omniscient. It means he's not everywhere. So guess what? He has to come and try to get us to say things in accusation and slander to, in order to fill the throne of God with Accusation. So, so many times when we feel, and you know what I'm talking about, when you get critical or you feel like, oh, and you know, you start saying bad stuff. Am I only one in the room? No. Okay, y'all. Okay. So, um, all that is is, a, is an invitation for intercession, not accusation. Okay, that was good. Okay, I, I'm telling you, that was that was really good. So, God, that was good. So. It's so cool when you do this. Sometimes like God just speaks through, and you're like, where did that come from, Lord? So anyway, it's really fun. Okay, so sorry that was a a heaven commercial. Amen. Um, (laughs) Let's get our assignment. That's what I'm trying to talk about. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Our assignment. Remember, there's a door in you. The door is Jesus. He's in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. John 14, John 16, Romans 8 says that. I will give you the keys. Doors have to have keys to open and close. Yeah. I will get. Who's got the key? You got the keys. We're so calling out, God move, God move. He waiting for y'all me, us to move. Y'all move. I don't know if God's southern, but anyway, y'all move. You know, it's like y'all move and I'm gonna move because I'm in you. You move, I move. You pray, I release things. I will give you the keys. Of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on the earth is going to be bound in heaven. I want to jump and dance and shout. And whatever you loose on the earth is going to be loosed in heaven. What does this look like? I'll give you an illustration. I want you to see it. So in other words, right now there are gates of hell, assignments from hell to try to trap people, oppress people, the whole deal. But what the church, you and I, the, us, believers, we have the power, watch this, to bind that. you got to believe it, but you got to be prayer aware in order to activate, activate it. So you have the power to bind it, but not only do we have the power to bind it, there are intentions of God to lose something on the earth, in our city, in your school, in your, in your business, in your family. To that person that you've been praying for we can now loose and make the connection between heaven and earth through his people praying is like a flood coming into the to the earth I'm, I'm ready to sign up for that okay you can tell I'm pretty excited about this so I'm going to give you an illustration if you guys will go ahead and light that up I'm going to give you an illustration so you'll see what I'm talking about now, in the Bible, in the book of uh, Revelation, I'm going to come over here, the book of Revelation, it speaks, it speaks of our intercession, our prayer is like, it says angels are holding it in vases, like golden vases, golden, you know, censers uh, is what they call it. And it seems to be when it has a cumulative effect and it, 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 it spills over. You can find these scriptures. We talked about them last week. Now, now what you're seeing here, uh, this is, rep- you can see the world. Man, y'all are looking pretty cloudy, okay? So this this aquarium's representing the world, and this jar is representing our prayer. And And what happens with us many times, we are called of God to pray, but guess what? Fullness is only measured by overflow. Only as we begin to, overflow, do we see some kind of, of effect beginning to happen? Now, what happens to us so many times, we pray up to a certain point, but then we, we give up. And you can look right now, something is happening. Something is transforming on our earth. As God's people pray, something is released. But here's the thing. You've got to get to a different prayer level. We're not seeing the transformation we want because we're not to that level. Maybe, maybe the prayers you've prayed for your family are here. And you just need a little bit more so that the spillover and the transformation will begin to happen. And this is why Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, I'm going to tell you a parable that you should always pray and never give up because look at what's happening. Now on the surface, look at what's happening. On the surface, if we look down at it, it still looks dirty, but underneath it's getting, it's rising. And what's needed is just... A group of people to come together and just pray a little bit more. Just a little bit more. And whoa, what is happening now? What you'll see is as we pray, as we pray, guess what's happening? The water the word is being released, God's will. Jesus said, may your kingdom come, I'm excited, kingdom come on the earth as it is. That's what your prayers do. You gotta be prayer aware. Y'all, we gotta turn it up. I'll be doggone, this nation is not gonna go down to tubes while I'm breathing air. Are you. What if our prayers became so focused on seeing people encounter and experience the love of Jesus, so to the point that it's like, we're going to make it virtually impossible for anybody in Boone, North Carolina to go to hell? Why? Because we're taking what's inside us, and we spilling it through this vessel of prayer into our world. That door is in you. Wow, Lord, thank you, thank you so much. Let's go to our last point. I gotta rock and roll, y'all, this is so cool. Let's go to our last point. Um, Uh, So what's number three? Number three in becoming prayer aware, we have to have an awareness of what we call intercessory appointments. Please write these down. I'm wanting to create a new vernacular in the church, a new language that when we pray and we encounter certain aspects, we will be able to identify them as a prayer appointment. Another way to say it would be a prayer anointing, a prayer assignment as you see here. Okay, so awareness of an intercessory appointments. I'm going to give you just four of them. I could give you a ton more. We don't have time. The first one I want to give you is what we call a watchman appointment assignment or a watchman anointing. And what do I mean by a watchman anointing? Many times you're praying and you hear, you feel, you discern it uh, prophetically. It's it's the divine enablement to prophetically see God's intended purpose. You can be praying for a city. You can be praying for a, a home. You can be praying for a family. You can be praying for a child and you just know that God has let you in on what his will is for that individual situation. That's called a watchman anointing. You're able to see in the distance what God's plan is, and then you reach up to heaven. You reach up and you become the conduit by which you connect heaven and earth because you know what God's desire is. It's called a watchman anointing. If you get it, if you feel like, man, I feel like I got a watchman anointing about that situation, that I see what God wants. It's like seeing something way out there before it gets all up in here. Okay, so many scriptures I could give you about this. Um, Jesus said eleven times in the in the Gospels, "Keep watch and pray." He's talking about a watchman anointing. The second one is we call identificational repentance, and this is so so powerful. What's the definition? It's repentance that identifies with others and asks for forgiveness on behalf of a corporate entity. Let me give you an example of this. I used to, I know I'm going to get some booze from you guys in the back right there. I used to work with Duke basketball team, okay? You know, yeah, okay. Uh, Oh, boy, all these Carolina fans. God help them, Lord. Just cast out the wine devil right now in Jesus' name. Anyway, I had to do that. Okay, so... All right, so I, I used to work with a Duke basketball game and there was this just awesome player that I really got close to and, and I just wanted him to be give his heart to Christ so bad. And you know, I'm just gonna keep pestering. You know how it is. Like, man, you just, you got such a good heart. Man, I just want you to give your heart to Jesus. Just be, become a believer in him. He's like, no, man, no, I'm not messing with that. I'm like, man, I'm, come on, why not? You know, so anyway, I was like that. And um, so finally he just broke through and he said, I'm gonna tell you well, I am not going to accept that God. Well, why? He said, because when I was a little boy, he's raised in the South in Alabama, when I used to walk home, the church, and he called it the white church, would, would, you know, would come out, it'd be the end of their service, they'd come out of the door, and they'd start throwing things and say, you get on the other side of the road, you know you ain't supposed to walk on this side of the road. And I don't want anything to do with your God, I don't want anything to do with that God. And I looked at him. I said, "Man, bro, take my hands." He was what? Right before, right before we went to practice, it was so cool. I said, "Take my hands. Now look me in the eye." I said, "I am so sorry for what people of my color skin did to people of your color skin. Will you forgive me?" <laughs> this was so cool. He goes. He was like. Man, what's that? that what's that? Man, that's weird, man. What's, 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 what's happening? I go, that's the Spirit of God reaching for you. He goes, man, so that's, wow, what's happening? I said, that's God. I said, I can't make it right, Antonio. I can't make it right, but I can, I can stand in identification. I can, make, I can repent. I'm sorry. It doesn't make it right, but I'm sorry. He goes, I got to go practice. I said, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I said, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> So he comes out, and he goes, man, that just messed me up, dude. you messing me up. He goes, what was that? I said, it's God. I said, let's come to the Lord, man, and let's get that healed. You know he gave his heart to Christ right there. Yeah, we should praise him for it. Praise God for that. Man, it's so cool. Oh, man. There's so, many, there's so many examples. Isaiah expressed his heartfelt repentance on behalf of the entire nation of Israel. Daniel fasted and prayed for his nation. Nehemiah acknowledged the corporate sin of the whole to the people of God. All right, a few more I'm gonna give you. This one here, burden bearing. Let's talk about burden bearing. Um, what is burden bearing? It's, it's empathetic praying that connects with personal emotions Feelings, burdens to bring forth the purposes of God. What happens here is whoever you're praying for, you actually feel it. Do you know what I'm talking about? You, you feel their pain. You feel their emotion. You feel their loss. You feel their joy. You feel it deep inside you. It's an appointment. Okay, the scriptures that that we can look at. There's so many that we can look at here, of this burden bearing. But it says, carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. Um, rejoice with those that rejoice. Weep with those that weep. It's, a, it's an anointing, it's an appointment, and it, and it has extreme connection with the Lord. So you actually, the, the best way to, to walk in this assignment is, is say this, when you walk around the streets of Boone or your business or your family, Lord, what do you feel? What do you feel? Let me feel it. I believe it's a connection in the heavens. It's a a conduit connection to release some heaven on earth. Um, the The one that I want to give you an example of is you remember a few weeks, maybe a month or so ago, New York State. Ruled that you know a child born outside the womb, you know, like if it was disabled or deformed or or what, or even unwanted, that it was just up for you know a doctor and a mom to decide. And um, I talked to so many people that just weeping, crying for the loss, for the mother and the baby. Did you guys feel it? Did you see? I, just, I did. I just wept when I heard that. I couldn't For two days, I couldn't stop tearing up, thinking about the loss and how hard that is. That's burden- bearing. And I mean, over this whole nation, intercessors were just gathering and weeping, feeling what God feels about the, the loss, the hardship. I think y'all got that one, right? Okay. The last one we'll talk about is travail. Travail. What is travail? Well, travail is the process. This sounds very strange, but it's laboring in prayer to give birth to the purpose of God. Where is this biblically? Well, um, we find it in Colossians 129. Listen to this. To this end, I labor, struggling with all the energy that so powerfully works in me. Galatians 4.19, my dear children, whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Jesus is formed in you. What is happening is Paul is experiencing a travail. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up as I finish here. Uh, I, feel, I feel like we're supposed to worship with all this. So. But what happens with travail God will give you a burden. And a lot of times the prayer can be like groaning, like in labor. And what's happening is you pray till you give birth to something. And it's so cool to do as a group or a family or as a people, you're just praying God's Lord, I know, I feel this, I feel it. And you're just, you're just calling out, you're calling, oh, Jesus, please, Lord, do Jesus, we call out to you, we believe. But then when it breaks through, you just know it's happened. breakthrough let's stand let's stand and this beautiful concept of travail it says this in the same way the Holy Spirit helps us with our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for anybody ever feel like that you just don't know what you ought to pray for but the Spirit intercedes through us listen to this with wordless groans. That's the Bible. Right there, he's saying the Holy Spirit is going to intercede through us, because we're the door, with just groaning, oh Jesus. I believe these appointments are available, but I believe we got to really be prayer aware in these days know that you be aware of an open door be aware of a prayer assignment to bind things loose things and be aware be aware of these amazing appointments let me pray for you Jesus right now you said your house would be called a house of prayer that house is us Lord, I'm asking you to take these prayer concepts today and I'm asking you to, from heaven, Lord, fill us with your purposes, God. Your purpose is to pray forth and to pray through and to keep praying and keep praying and keep knocking and keep asking and keep seeking till we see your breakthrough, Father. I do believe the Lord wants us. Can we just... We're just running a little bit late today. Just take some time. I want to encourage you to just spread out through the room. You can go ahead and dim the lights a bit. Spread out through the room. And I want to ask you to either open your hands or open your heart or both. I keep seeing something being poured from heaven. I just see like, just like that illustration, the angels of God just pouring stuff into us. I just keep seeing this vision in my, my spirit, my heart. Lord, we just want to lift our hands to you. And there's so many broken-hearted people. As we sang this song, Lord, I kept feeling your heart. It was like that burden bearer. I feel how you want to heal broken hearts in the city. Let's all just change the atmosphere. Let's begin to sing this song. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboon.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.